Hey, this is Glory Every Day, and I'm so glad you're here. I'm your host, Kayla Turner. Join me each week as I talk with a friend about how God is at work in our lives for His glory. I love to tell stories, laugh, and accidentally cry often. My hope is that hearing these conversations will encourage you with fresh eyes to see how God is at work in your own life for His glory. Because whether you are cleaning a bathroom, working at your computer, or having coffee with a friend, God can be glorified in all of it. Hey friends, I cannot wait for you to listen to my conversation with my friend Jessica. She and I talk a lot about the way that she is made, the way that God made her and her personality type, the ways that we are similar and the ways that we are different. And I think you'll really enjoy it. The reason that I love this conversation is because ultimately my desire is that we can look at the way that people are made differently than us and glorify God and say, hey, that's cool that you were made that way. That's not me. But praise God that that someone someone is wired like that. But also I think there are times when we can say, hey, I'm not wired like that, but I want to learn from that. There are things that you value that you bring to the table that I can learn from. And so I think you will find that in our conversation today. I hope you enjoy it. Hey, friends, I am sitting here today with a friend of mine that I've known for years. And as I was like kind of going through the intro today in my head, I was laughing because it's like all of so many of these podcasts have been like a blast from the past for me. A lot, of, yep. a lot of people that I grew up going to church with, which I think is beautiful and a really fun thing in the way that the Lord um, works and moves in relationships like that, which I talked quite a bit about actually the week that I talked with my friend Jenny. So um, today I'm sitting here with my friend um, Jessica or Jess <laughs> that my is actually, I would probably introduce her as my sister's friend, but also someone, <laughs> does that offend you? <laughs> no. That, that I'm friends with as well. But so the story between, but in these friendships is that Jess was my older sister's friend. Their birthdays were like weeks apart. My, and then she has a sister that's in the middle like me. And we both have December birthdays. And then her brother and my younger sister both have May birthdays. And so we were like all like exactly the same age and growing up together. So that was always really fun. And then um, Jessica and Courtney were really great friends through all of youth group and, and past youth group and still stay in contact quite a bit. And so it was fun to reconnect again recently over some of the podcast stuff. But why don't you introduce yourself and tell us a little bit about you? Okay. Um, I had forgotten sort of that piece about all our birthdays lining up. Well, I have known (laughs) Kayla Jean. (laughs) I won't finish that phrase. (laughs) Go ahead. It's fine. It's fine. For Kayla Jean, the something machine. I'll let you fill in the blank. <laughs> that just it's an unfortunate rhyme that works so with a lot like, of things. Oh yes, I'm gonna drop that on the podcast. <laughs> so um yeah, as Kayla said, we grew up at the same the same church. Shout out to FBCE that is no more, but that's right. Will forever live in our hearts. Um, it has a new name. It's still there, right? Just yes, a, a new yes. blended different situation. <laughs> right, exactly. Um so yeah, I live in Louisville, Kentucky now and have lived here since 2006, but I'm originally from Missouri and um, I am married to Lee. We've been married about uh, 11 years and we have three kiddos that are almost 10. I've almost got a double digit girl, um, an eight year old boy and an almost six year old girl. So I'm kind of out of the realm of little tiny people, mm-hmm. which is wonderful in a lot of ways. So, um, I'm predominantly a stay at home mom. My kiddos go to a school, um, that has sort of an abbreviated schedule. It's a classical school. So they just go, um, at most they go four days a week. Um, so I need to be available for them, but then I also am a photographer on the side. Um, I have done that for 15 plus years, um, used to shoot weddings. Now I'm focused mostly on families and newborns and my dog just farted. I hope that it didn't transfer. (laughs) I've got a dog. Uh, (laughs) Here's a clue. If if your dog. Here's a clue. If your dog's middle name was Jean, then you could probably make the rhyme with your poor little dog. So, um, yeah, I guess that's a little bit about my day-to-day life. We're very active with our church. We've been in um, a same community group for 10 years. Oh, wow. Almost 10 years, nine years. Um, And, of course, you know, the people have ebbed and flowed, but there's a group of us that have 
been together all that time, which has been amazing. Um, and I guess I'll also say I moved here, um, have been involved in ministry of various kinds and moved here to go to seminary in 2006. So I did a, a an MDiv here in missions and um, got married right after seminary and thought, um, you know, that maybe the Lord would take us overseas, but um, we're here. So just doing life here and supporting uh, our church's missionaries as we can. And we'll see what the future holds, but um yeah, that's yeah. a little bit about me. That's a great, great intro. I was trying to think a little bit too of, again, just our friendship and relationship and thinking through like, we had a lot of like overlap and probably died by default times that we were together hanging out because um, especially in the years that you guys were in older high school, like we just, as a youth group, there was a group of people that just hung out together all the time and spent time together. And so if Courtney was hanging out with y'all, then like I was plus your sister, Amy, and just kind of other people. So there was a lot of that. But I do remember a specific night that we were supposed to do like a sister date that was going to be the two of us, like the four of us, right? And I kind of got to thinking about it. And I think you didn't go. Did you? Did we? I feel like if I'm, I can picture Amy. We went and saw uh, "Never Been Kissed" by Drew with Drew Barrymore. For some reason, I feel like something came yeah. up. Or were you there? We went. I have got, no recollection of this event, so there's a high probability <laughs> I wasn't there. Because we went I and got. Why we went and got pizza. Well, I think something had come up because we had planned it, and then we were supposed to get pizza at that. It starts with an F. I can't remember the name of that place with like that. It was the Provel, the St. Louis cheese, but it was over down Manchester towards our house but we Diesel ate Whitakers no it was like Ferrelli's or something like that oh, okay. for I'm gonna butcher it I don't know but we ate there and then we went to the movies and I I feel like it was supposed to be the sister day but it ended up Amy and us <laughs> I think <laughs> um but you know um what are some of your since you don't have I mean you can share a memory why don't we talk about my sister for a second what's a funny memory you have of Courtney <laughs> oh my goodness. since she's not here to defend Courtney, herself Courtney I know well I mean, so, so many memories with Courtney. And it was so great because our youth group was uh, just so active. And we, you know, would hang out basically all day long on Sundays and then Wednesday nights. And then um, during the summer, we would go to camp for a week. And then we go on World Changers, the mission trip for a week. So we had lots of quality time together. Um, so I'll share one sweet memory and one funny memory. Um, <laughs> so one sweet memory I have, <laughs> I just love this. And I hope my kids are like this when we grow up is Courtney and I were sitting on the bus together driving, you know, you back in that day, those days, you rented a huge old, um, charter bus oh, and right, you right. Would drive like a hundred hours to wherever you were going for camp. So we were <laughs> driving from St. Louis to Santa Fe, New Mexico, which oh, is yeah. far. Mm-hmm. That's so far. And so I'm pretty sure it was on this trip and Courtney and I, I don't know, we were, um, we had our Bibles with us, of course, and we decided that we were going to memorize Psalm 139 while Aww. we were on that bus ride. Yeah. And so she and I were just sitting together and we just, you know, had hours and hours to do it. And so, um, we were just so proud of ourselves. Yeah. And it has stuck with me. All I love that. Yeah. Yeah. That's that was great. Really sweet. And then another funny thing about Courtney is, of course, you know this. She is utterly terrified of snakes. <laughs> and so we would just, we were so mean. And we would just, like, use this to our advantage. <laughs> we would sometimes, like, leave a book with, like, a picture of a snake, oh, like, you, just yeah. sitting open somewhere. Oh, I mean, she, she would can't do run that. screaming from the room. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And like, I can remember like chasing her with rubber snakes. I mean, we were really terrible. Did you want to publicly so, apologize to her right now? I, no, I'm not sure if I apologize. Oh I gosh. still think it's really funny. One time she threw one of my son's books. She was reading to William, my oldest, when he was like maybe one and a half or two. And I like, we're all very, you know, also keenly aware of her fear and tried 
unlike you, we try to protect her from it most of the time. And I had forgotten to warn her about on the last page of this book was a snake. It's like this color book. So there's like each page is all this color. And then the one of the last pages is rainbow. And there and I happened to walk by the room the same time that she was getting to this page. And she just threw the book across the room. And William's face was like, what just happened? And I, everything fired really quickly in my head and I knew what was going on. But I was laughing so hard that I couldn't explain and like try and tell him it's okay. Pookie's just really scared. <laughs> oh, I think my dad was even in there and was confused. So. It's funny. Um, yeah, I'm glad you. I'm just sad that all our desensitization efforts through the years have not <laughs> helped. Well, and my husband just the other day was telling her that he was offering to do the same thing. It was like maybe if we we could just desensitize you to it. Maybe we could just surround you. He's like, I'll do it, and she was like, I'm not interested. No, thank you. Hard pass. <laughs> Um, but I'm really glad you brought up the Glorietta New Mexico trip because as soon as you were saying that, I am fairly certain that was the trip that your team at camp was a puma. And you like the whole ha- second half of the trip, you kept trying to lick everybody because you're like, I'm a puma. That's what pumas do. <laughs> we were like, stop. <laughs> okay. This is hilarious because I have listened. I didn't know that you interviewed Jenny. I'll have to go and listen to that. But I did listen to you interview Aaron and... Um, Jordan. Yes. And I was like, this is such a fun blast from the past. But I was kind of like, oh, Kayla really remembers all these things and digs up all these old, like, random memories. Yes. We would say Pumas lick themselves. I don't know. You know how you're just weird? You're just weird at that age. That is a weird age. At least I was. No, it's, I think that's accurate. And yet, like, you know, you can go back and laugh about it and you you still have, you have the sweet good memories like you were talking about and then the moments where you're like, man, what a what a weird stage of finding out who we are <laughs> and the things that we did as teenagers. So And remember how Amy would propose to everybody, like every youth pastor we ever had, Amy proposed to him. Yeah. I don't know. We're just strange. That we're I do remember ages. that. The the there were several proposals. Man, that is funny. So funny. Yeah. Yeah. Man, the thing about that was we were always trying to figure out how serious she was. And there was one of them that we were like, I think she might actually like him. But it's such a funny joke that she can't give up the bit. But like, I don't know. It was fantastic. She's a mess. So so I was telling Jessica before um, before I asked her to to be here today, I was kind of explaining her the process of like just praying through podcast guests and what it looks like for, um, for me when I feel like the Lord brings somebody to mind as well as like, it's not usually just a person, but usually like, Hey, this specific topic or this thing. And so one of the things that I really wanted to talk with Jess about today was, um, this idea of like adventure and and she's somebody that has had several pursuits is the word that I felt like I kept coming up with like I feel like she's pursued a lot of different things and has a really bold adventurous side that one I don't know that I have I know I don't have to that degree and so like I'm just curious a lot about it and what it looks like to process life decisions in that but also kind of just navigating life you know in that way and kind of what motivates you to move on to the next thing and how you, how you do those things. You are in Enneagram seven. So for those of you that don't know what that means, which is like not a big deal, but tell us a little bit about that, what that means. Yeah. So, um, I've been learning about the Enneagram the past several years and it's so helpful to me. Um, so the Enneagram is just a, framework for um, understanding what motivates you. There's nine different types. And um, (laughs) once you kind of discover your type, you're like, yes, absolutely. (laughs) Like, this is why I think the way I do and what motivates me and what not everybody is like that at all. (laughs) You know, everybody has different things. So it's been very helpful in our marriage um, to identify our types, to learn about those things and to just understand the core desires that are driving us. Mm -hmm. Um, So for an Enneagram 7 in particular, um, (laughs) it's kind of like, I I can't even think of the word that they often use to describe a 7, but we're um, an optimistic, energetic, enthusiastic type that... um, loves like novelty newness we want to experience everything that life has to offer um and we have a really hard time with hard things with sad things with like sitting in negative emotion 
Um, we just kind of want everything to be happy all the time. <laughs> and um, we, yeah, so I, I guess that's kind of the gist of it, but. Um, yeah. So like my, so my husband is a seven as well. And so oh. sevens are like joy seekers for sure. Yes. And my, one of the other things I'll give another caveat about the Enneagram that I love is that it's not just when you look at it, it's not just this, okay, you're this number and this is what you are, but it like, it leaves room for you to have different mixes of that. And we were at a conference one time, a leadership conference, and they described it as like your core number is your black coffee. And then you also have like creamer and sugars and flavors and things in it that like flavor. And so like the way that you're a seven is not always exactly the way that everybody else is because you have other elements and you have a, you've lived different lives, you know, so we we're different mixes and everybody is still unique. But, um, so like sevens are funny to me because I feel like Sometimes people are like, oh, yeah, you're totally seven. And then other people are like, really? <laughs> you know, they can be intrigued. Mm -hmm. I mean, just diff again, like the different kinds of sevens. But mm -hmm. I think a lot of it is often like manifests in the thing that you really love doing. So like my sister Courtney is a seven, but she like we really see that play out in like her trips and travel. And like she loves that. Like that gives her joy. She loves planning trips. And that's a big thing she looks forward to. And like my husband, Bill slash Will, is so into like, I mean, a lot of fun things, but definitely like games and different, um, like he's playing on three different rec sports team things right now. Like just all kinds of like new, like you were saying, like newness and fun and like just being busy and enjoying, enjoying life for sure. And so like I see his manifest that way. Courtney's kind of manifests for sure in travel and like just being around friends, I think a lot. And, and not, I'm not putting either of them in a box, but like if you had to sum up the ways that you think like you specifically seek joy and things that are always fun to you that you're kind of looking towards, what, what are those things? Hmm. So um, in recent years, we have gone to, to Disney World a few times, and mm -hmm. Disney World is like the epitome for a seven because <laughs> it's giant. It's all about, like, fun and new experiences. And so um, this is just, like, a silly little way, but, like, I love, I love like, planning for Disney trips and, like, thinking about Disney World, keeping up with the news and stuff like that. So totally dorky, nerdy, whatever. I own it. But um, <laughs> I think I think just, um, I mean, really in everything. Like, I just, I, I just love, seven struggle with FOMO for sure. Yes. Like, we don't which is fear and, of missing and also out we if... struggle we struggle with commitment too and part of that at least for me is that I don't want to commit to something like six weeks down the road because like something better might come up which sounds terrible but so I have a I have part of this that may come out further in our conversation is that I have a hard time with like a long-term commitment or like just doing one thing for mm -hmm. a long period of time mm -hmm. um I'm really great with like like shorter projects like let's mm -hmm. like blitz this and do it you know mm -hmm. so um I think in all ways it comes out I mean even in like household management like I want to if I'm like I've been on a path towards minimalism for several years and so we do a lot of decluttering around here and even that like I want to make it fun and I want everybody to be involved and like make it a project and like mm -hmm. do the thing you know mm -hmm. so um yeah, I think it comes out in lots of different ways. I love to travel and explore and things like that too. Mm -hmm. But um, even yeah. in the the mundane, I, I see it, right. you know, coming out. Yeah. So when I when I talk kind of about you having a lot of different pursuits, does that like I can think of like photography for sure. You had a t shirt company, didn't you, for a while? Is that right? Do you still have that? No. Okay. Yeah. Um the the homes you kind of I mean with with your school schedule there's a level of homeschooling that you do right with them some with the classical mm -hmm. um you also are in um you kind of do a multi-level marketing company right that you sell some stuff part-time in what am I missing what else do you do <laughs> or have done um yeah so um I well are you talking about presently or just over the whole gamut of life sure yeah um, so, uh, yeah, <laughs> lots of things. Um, so after college, I worked in college ministry for a couple of years mm -hmm. and then I came here and was doing, um, a degree and, 
uh, over in my twenties, I did lots of stints overseas. Mm -hmm. Um, some as long as like a semester, um, and some just for summers and stuff like that in different places. Um, Yes, I have I have sold a couple of different things. I have thought about becoming a Disney travel agent. Oh yeah. Anything like that intrigues me. I um recently um uh, I've decided that our house should be an Airbnb for like the weekends that we're traveling. Yeah. So doing that, like yeah. we do it for Derby here and um Oh we'll, yeah. Um uh gosh Kayla I don't know I do all the things I like to do like a freezer cooking you know do a big month worth of um freezer cooking I'm I'm uh oh this is quintessentially seven I think at our women's bible study at church they've asked me to be the MC, which I think is so great because I don't really have to like teach or prepare anything I just did get to like stand up and be like funny and silly and (laughs) full and um, I just love it. So, yeah, different involvement in our church, which I'm recently, I mean, in all of this, I mean, we'll get to this more, I'm sure, but um, I have really had to um, learn how to process and how to say no to things and mm-hmm. how to, you know, just quantify like, okay, is this, is this of value enough to me that I will sacrifice other things for it. Right. You know? Yeah. Let's go ahead and go there then. Like, what does that look like for you as somebody that, you know, loves doing all, all the things, what does that process look like a little bit more? Like you're saying, you know, the values are, and even if you have an, an example and if not, that's no big deal of like a time you had to say no to something that you really kind of wanted to, but felt like the value wasn't there or that it wasn't the time or something. Yeah. So, um, I think that, uh, one thing that I hold to be true is that God doesn't make mistakes and we can't, uh, we can't be somewhere or do something that he did not ordain and bless mm-hmm. to happen. So I, you know, I'm just not of the, of the mindset that like, I'm going to do something wrong and I'm going to go off this path mm-hmm. and I'm going to go down there for a couple of years. And like, I wasn't intended to be in that. Mm-hmm. So I think that brings freedom in that we can just believe that wherever we are at that moment, wherever our two feet are, like that's where we're supposed to be. And mm-hmm. that's the people around us that we're supposed to be mm-hmm. ministering to and, um, showing the love of Jesus. And so in some ways that brings freedom, but, uh, but the struggle for a seven is like, sometimes I think about all the people that all the friends that I know in, um, town and in church and stuff like that. And I just think, Oh, there's just not enough time to like have real good friendships with all these people. And it bums me out because I love them yeah. all and I want to be able to invest <laughs> everybody. So it's, you know, in one sense, it's like, how do you choose to where to go deeper and how do you, and so I don't, I don't know that I have like the greatest of answers for that. I just, you know, it's just the simple things. Like mm-hmm. I just pray and I ask Lord, just give me, give me real clarity about this. So mm-hmm. recently I was asked to, um, be a deacon with our women's ministry. And I'm also serving, you know, I'm also like leading VB, not leading VBS, but leading crafts for VBS. Right. And I'm also um, involved in Bible study. And I'm also, you know, part of our community group. And, I'm, you know, and this is just like church things, you know. And, um, and so I just, one way for me is to just go on a long walk mm-hmm. and to just pray and like, mm-hmm say, Lord, just, just speak clearly to me, you know, and like, give me, I think it, a lot of times it's just a, you know, just like a peace in our spirit that we yeah. experience. And, um, and so it, it is hard for me to say no, but I think it's easier for me to say no to, <laughs> maybe this is terrible, but like longer term commitments that feel vague, mm-hmm. you know, um, so, and that's just like me personally, but, um, 
So I just, you know, I just asked for clarity and I sign up to the things that I think are manageable for my family and, mm-hmm. um, and that I just feel a drawing to. Sure. So. Yeah. I did want to circle back to, because I think, I think we're at the end of the day, we're going to agree on it. I just wanted to circle back to something you said about, um, doing, I didn't end up in this place and God didn't intend for me to be here or something. Um, mm-hmm. and so I'm wondering if you mean like because God is sovereign over all of it or because I think like Jonah, went, like Jonah was disobedient and he did something he wasn't supposed to do and God still used it. So like, would you just kind of follow up that phrase that, you know, because God's still using it and God's not surprised, but we can still, like God still can use our disobedience. Is that what you're saying, right? Not that we're never disobedient and God's just happy with everything we do. Right. Well, of course not that. Like, of course, right, that we are we are disobedient and we sin and we blatantly disobey for sure. Um, but yeah, I think we'll, I think, I think we're landing in the same place and that too, like had Jonah not disobeyed and had, you know, like we wouldn't, we wouldn't have the story. Right. In the Bible. Yes. So I'm yes. Like, you know, I just think that um, this is all a pro- process of our sanctification and our becoming more like Jesus and, so yeah, it doesn't surprise the Lord. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it's all it's all tricky and mysterious, right? right? Sure, sure. I mean, we could like hash this out theologically for hours and hours and not come to an answer. But um, yeah, I just I just trust the Lord that like in terms of He's still less, using your day to day things like where you are, like that's where you're supposed to be faithful mm-hmm. in the moment. You know? Yes, yes, yes. That's right. Um, so when you look at maybe those times where you have maybe jumped in really soon or made a quick decision on something, and perhaps it was like it fell in line with those things that was kind of, that were your criteria earlier that was like, Hey, I have energy for this now, or, and maybe didn't pause and ask the Lord. And I think there are things certainly that the Lord can give us that we're just always like, Oh, these are always my yeses, you know, or, Uh, And sometimes we do need to pause and even evaluate those. But like, do are there times maybe where you did jump in and in the same vein, like you said, oh, now I have this story about how God taught me something, but I wonder if maybe I should have asked him something differently or paused longer or walked in a different direction um, in regards to anything decision-wise. Yeah, um... I don't know that I have like the greatest of examples for this. I think that um, to me, for me, the real struggle is um, in being faithful over the long term yeah. with things. Um, and it's easy for sevens to be to be flippant and to walk away from things um, sometimes. And I just want to be known as, um, the type of person that will, that will keep my word. And that's hard for me. Yeah. Do. Um, and so, um, and because yes comes so easily to me Yeah. (laughs) and and I don't always like, practically like I'm just an enthusiastic right, right. like yes. yes like like let me figure out a way to like meet this need for yeah. you like mm-hmm. let me figure out a way to support you I do you need dinner tonight like let me bring dinner you know and all that and so um I think that <clears throat> the fallout is when I do these things for other people and then I am grouchy and um, rude to my husband and my kids later because I don't have any energy left yeah. and I shouldn't have said no to, or I shouldn't have said yes to the thing mm-hmm. and I should have looked at like this is my higher like I need to be able to do this right. well at home first before mm-hmm. I step into this other thing so I don't know that I have like the perfect example of a sure. specific thing but um yeah, just just being real with myself that I don't have endless resources yeah. and um and trusting that, you know, sometimes God does put these people in my life and I have I, I value that I have 
a lot of flexibility in my life so that a lot of times I can take the, watch the kid that whose mom needs to go to the doctor or bring the meal or whatever it is, you know? Um, and I, I love that he's given me the ability to, to step in a lot of times in that, but, um, I need to trust too, that like, it doesn't all fall on my shoulders. Like the Lord can meet people's needs in other ways, too, yes, you know, like with absolutely. other people and stuff. So, yeah. um, yeah. so I don't know. Yeah. Just kind of prioritizing, um, prioritizing the people that, that need the most of you. Yeah. Yeah. You know, that's you know. good. You <laughs> said, you said, I want to be known as someone that keeps my word. And sometimes that's hard for me. I think mm-hmm. I love one, the self-awareness of that. And two, what, like when the rubber meets the road on that, like when you feel torn, like, is that, mm-hmm. because sometimes like we have to change our minds. Like granted my, my six-year-old really has a hard time <laughs> with that because his favorite phrase is you said, and we have to constantly explain to him that we might've yes. said that, but sometimes things change. So, um, what does that, what, what do those moments look like for you? And then like, are there moments of prayer that are like, Hey God, I need, I need your strength over my weakness here because I just want to be done. But sometimes he's, you know, calling endurance out of us. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> I think most of the time that I feel this impulse to run away from a commitment, um, it is best for me to always step into that commitment. (laughs) (laughs) Um, You know, like, because it's a refining thing, it doesn't come naturally at all. But Mm -hmm. I know that the Lord wants us to be people that have hearts of integrity and that do, you know, and, um, it, it, the challenge is that, you know, as a seven, we, we seek out the, the novelty and the fun so much that sometimes it's to the detriment of relationships and the people that, um, that we love and we will sacrifice, um, relationship for the next thing, the next high, you know? And so I find that almost always when I am tempted to like shrug something off, Mm -hmm. um, it is, it is best for me to step into it, even though that is like the most unnatural thing Mm -hmm. for me to do. But I mean, that's what following Jesus is all about Mm -hmm. is like Mm self-denial, you know, it's not, it's not catering to the flesh. Right. And, um, and our like each Enneagram type has a deadly sin and sevens is gluttony. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we think of food and certainly I love food, <laughs> but in other ways too, like we can see gluttony of, of experiences and of fun and all the things. And, um, I think that that's a practical way that I get to die to myself is by, it sounds, sounds stupid when you say it out loud, but is by like, keeping my word, keeping my commitments, sacrificing myself to Mm -hmm. do whatever for a friend or whatever, you know? No. And I don't think that sounds silly or stupid either, because I think our temptation so often is, is to over-spiritualize something, you know, or make it a bigger thing. But like, it is so often that simple that it is, it is just that. So I think you're right. I love that a lot. What about on the flip side of that? We've kind of, um, talked about the hard things and the difficulty and the discipline, but in what ways, like, is God really glorified? Do you think in the way that he, because he wired you and designed you that way, how do you think he like the kingdom benefits and then like people just benefit from you, like being healthy and you're like in a healthy version of yourself. Like when your yeses and nos are right and you're like getting to bring all the good things that you have to offer to the table. What, what is that like for people around you? Hmm. Um, well, this is where I just love the body of Christ and how he's made each person a different part um, because we all just so need each other, right? And so um, when when I'm healthy, I'm prioritizing putting the word of God into my heart and mind, and then it's going to overflow to other people. Um, you know, what's the old adage that, like you're the sum of like the five people you spend the most time with. Right. And so, um, I just, uh, I think that I can bring 
well, it's kind of, I told you we've been in the same community group for 10 years. And yeah. so we know each other pretty well, you know, right. and like we, each week we have some time just to hang out and stuff, but we spend a good bit of time discussing the sermon from that week and, um, and then just sharing prayer requests and things like that too. And so, uh, it's kind of funny because I feel like I have the reputation in the group that like, when we get in these conversations where we are just like really bogged down by the weight of our sin and the state of the world and all of this, like I comes very naturally to me to, um, to bring the optimism and flip the, flip the narrative on whatever's happening, happening. And the great thing about God's kingdom is that we can do that because we know what, what the story is and we know the future that's promised for us. And so I feel like I, um, maybe just one way that, uh, that I can encourage others Mm -hmm. is by like, okay, like, yes, all of this day to day, can feel very weighty and very depressing mm-hmm. and things like that. But like, let's zoom out for a minute mm-hmm. and like reframe here. Yeah. So. Yeah. I love that a lot. I think because I, I love that so much because there are times when, when people can be maybe, well, you even said earlier, you know, that it's hard to sit in the hard things. So like, there's that tension, right? Like, but to, to honor that gift in you and not say, oh, Jess isn't just like blowing this off. Like she's pointing us to truth. Like there is that reality that's a beautiful part of that gift that you do get to point people to truth with excitement and see a different, see it through a lens that I think sometimes people can very easily get away from and think, you know, a lot more with tunnel vision and, and hard things. So I love mm-hmm. that you can see that as a gift a lot. What is your, what does risk feel like to you? I wanted to ask you that because like when I think about like starting something like, you know, you've done your photography business, but just even I think taking big trips like you've done before can feel risky or, um, I mean, you guys even moved to Kansas city for less than a year. Right. (laughs) And I think that that was job related, but what does it look like? Like, what does risk feel like to you? Or is that even something that's not does that not even play into it? Like does risk, does it not cross your mind? Um, yeah, not so much. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Which is kind of funny. I don't know if we've ever really like totally thought about it like that, but I mean, not to keep coming back to the Enneagram, but, um, it really does help me to understand myself. And, um, the, one of the things that, sevens are fearful of is who's going to take care of me Mm -hmm. and I had never like um I don't know I just uncovered that maybe even a year ago that like that is a core desire is that we know that's like we're not just on our own floating in the world but like somebody's gonna take care of us Mm -hmm. and so obviously that looks like physical people in the world, but ultimately, you know, knowing that our father's going to take care of us. Um, and so I think that risk, uh, for me just feels like excitement and adventure. Mm -hmm. Um, and I mean, there have been times like when I, I spent a summer in the Philippines, um, that trip in particular. And when I went to Africa, I, I was in the middle of the Sahara desert, both of those, um, well, when I was like kind of applying for these trips, they would have job descriptions of different places you could go. Mm-hmm. And both of these job descriptions, I'm pretty sure they wrote them to like scare off all the like sissies, <laughs> you know? And so when I read them, I was just like, no, like I, I can't do these. These are like mm-hmm. beyond my ability. Like I can't go backpack for a whatever and live in tents. Like I prefer glamping, like let's be real. <laughs> And or like live in the middle of the Sahara Desert in like this little village that was and when we went to visit it for the first time, it was entirely brown. There was no color anywhere at all. All of the, you know, the buildings are just like mud 
houses and mm-hmm. there's just sand there's no grass there's no trees you know everything's mm-hmm. brown and I just even I just remembered seeing it thinking like Lord I I can't I can't do this and so I think part of the risk thing is like sometimes God just like makes it abundantly clear like this is what we're doing mm-hmm. and you know like this is just what you're gonna do and mm-hmm. so those things feel scary for me um and feel like I don't know how this is gonna happen but I don't know. The Lord's always faithful. <laughs> yeah. 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 The Kansas city thing was super crazy. We had, we had a baby. We had our second baby. Uh, our first baby was only 18 months old. We had our second baby, uh, born at home on the kitchen floor accidentally. That is a great story. <laughs> and then bef- the day we came home from the hospital, we had to like come home for a little bit and then leave. Um, because we were showing our house. Because, oh my word! Yes, and the baby had just been born at home, mind you, a couple <laughs> days before. <laughs> we of course didn't tell the potential buyers that, but um, and so uh, yeah, so we moved when he was just like not very old at all. So, um, but yeah, I I don't know. I think risk doesn't scare me too much. Sure, it just feels like adventure. Yeah, what would you? So in the same way that you can pan out in hard situations and say, you know, and point people to truth that you know who's in control and we know the end of the story, what is the way that you would encourage someone maybe that's not wired the same way as you that is struggling with like risk in situations, like whether it's like a move or a big job thing or just kind of a new calling or something, what is the, what is your perspective that you bring to the table then to help, help them in that? And not that we just ignore all fear, like that's not it either, but. Right, right. Yeah, of course not. And just knowing like that all of your emotions and feelings are safe with the Lord and that he Mm. encourages you to express all of those things Mm -hmm. and take them to him. Um, And also that he very intentionally puts people around us, like we need other people. And, um, I just recently heard a little anecdote from Bob Goff and he was talking about, well, he had printed his cell phone number in his first book and just encouraged people like, I'm available. Like you can call me whenever, you know, and this uh-huh. is I'm a very famous dude. And so he was just saying on this podcast the other day that he, this woman called him the other day and she was like convinced that, um, the devil was in her bathroom and he was like, uh, all right, so the devil's in your bathroom. And then he said, Mary, whoever, who's your best friend? And she immediately said, who's? And he said, you know, I think the best thing to do right now would be for us to hang up, and I want you to call her and tell her to come over. And so, um, you know, we kind of going back to what we talked about before, like I, we can't meet every, every need, but God has given us abundant people around yeah. us. And, you know, this a pandemic has done a real number on our relationships and our in-person things in a lot of ways and I feel like we're still relearning all of that how to just like be together um informally maybe but um I would just encourage people to you know take it to the Lord take it to other people and then just remember the promises in scripture that the Lord he cares for the lilies of the field and he cares Mm -hmm. for the birds and he cares for every, every need that we have. Mm -hmm. Um, and so that we can just rest and trust in that. Yeah. I'm really glad that you talk about both taking things to the Lord and vetting them with other believers, because I think it's so often it's both like often we do like one or the other and like we only talk to our friends immediately and then we don't ask God or we ask God and then we don't tell our friends. And like sometimes, sometimes we think we hear the Holy Spirit and sometimes it's our flesh can really overpower that. And so like really being able to vet that with other people and ask them, Hey, is this, do you think this lines up with the things of God's word and what he's saying? And I'm reading a book right now about just even what it looks like to listen to the Holy spirit, because it is so, um, abstract. I don't know if that's the right word, but it's, it's subjective. It's not, you know, he speaks to all of us in different ways. And so, um, 
I think you're right on that it's both of those things for sure that we don't want them to be exclusive but that is the beauty of the body of Christ is that we get to to walk through those things together what do you have any cool stories of how that's looked in a community group like for 10 years and walking through hard things together and helping people make decisions it's like we've all taken turns I Mm -hmm. mean you know we take turns with our crises which thankfully it's not usually one person at a time you know but um oh yeah I mean we've worked through, you know, divorce within the group. We've walked through, um, you know, uh, totally life-changing birth defects, um, Mm -hmm. in a child. We've walked through, um, my daughter when she was in first grade going through a period of, um, school refusal where we were going to, the psychologist and OT and all of the different things, um, walked through when my youngest was born, she, um, eventually got labeled as failure to thrive and, you know, had a lot of trouble gaining weight. And I had to go through all of these crazy, um, like elimination diets and was eating like four foods and, Mm -hmm. um, you know, different things. And I mean, uh, another girl that um, in our group has chronic illness. And so it's just been, it's just been um, really awesome to watch uh, each one of us just step in um, intentionally in each person's life, depending on the season, you know, and, and, and that the Lord doesn't let everybody crash down all at the same time. Mm-hmm. And even like in my marriage, I feel that too. Like, you know, mm-hmm. usually one of you is having the crisis and right. the other one's like, able to support right. you know mm-hmm. and, um so i don't even remember exactly what your question was or if i answered it no, but no i mean that i mean a lot of just the hard things but what it looked like to do both that to seek the lord and to to seek other believers and kind of walk through those things yeah so. yeah um i just value um being in that group so much because we are always, you know, um, challenging each other just even through our example, um, Mm -hmm. of what it looks like for each one of us to walk with the Lord, but then also to, to hear, um, people's insight and perspective in ways that I never, I never would have, um, seen on my own, you know? Mm -hmm. So that's why I just feel, I mean, yeah, I feel like that's advice for, for everybody. Everybody needs to be in a group of believers where you can, um, dig in and press in. And I feel like a lot of people have, um, you know, made excuses about why that can't be a priority. Mm. And I just feel like it's, it's really essential to the life of, um, a Christian to have people to dig deep with the process with. Yeah. Absolutely. I think we see that over and over in scripture. You know, I think of Hebrews 10, that we would not forsake the local gathering of believers, but also what it looks like to bear burdens with one another. And if we're not, if we are not in community, there aren't people that can bear our burdens in the same way that other believers can that point us to truth. So that's so right. That's good. Um, Do you have anything else to add before I ask you my favorite question? Um, no, I think I'm good. Okay. Um, thanks for sharing all those things. I think it's really, really helpful. I love it from a standpoint of, I actually have a really high seven. Um, and so those things even are helpful to me to think about at times, but also God is glorified in our laughter. What has made you laugh really hard recently? (laughs) I knew you were going to ask this. So I was trying to think. I was thinking, oh, this other podcast I listen to, they always ask, um, what's giving you life right now? And I'm like, I could name a bunch of those things. But Kayla, <laughs> she asked the laughter question. But um, I was also thinking about you, Kayla, and thinking about how you just have, like, the best laugh. And we would always oh. be like, oh, Kayla, and her big, her big old big mouth laugh. The airy smoker laugh. <laughs> <laughs> it's so great. So, um, I don't know if I have anything amazing. I mean, I was watching this, I was going to say I'm not on TikTok, but I guess I actually am, but I was watching this TikTok last night. That was, I mean, people are just so clever. This girl like ran into a bed frame and made a funny sound and then all <laughs> people made like remixes where they like incorporate that. People are so funny and clever. Um, uh, but I also get a 
chuckle every night when I have my freezing cold feet and hands and I just reach over in the bed and <laughs> put them on my husband. It always gets, gets a good laugh out of me, at least not out of him. Um, Even though he knows it's then, coming. Yeah. And children, I mean, they're just, I just come live in my house for one day. I mean, I know everybody's children <laughs> are ridiculous and hilarious, but I don't know. I'm just enjoying it. I went to my son's first um, baseball game of the season last night, and it's several of the boys um, are from his school or from his grade, um, and so that's really fun. And um, he his first at bat last night, he hit this huge foul ball that just went like way over, and he just turns around and looks at me from home plate and makes his <laughs> face like whoops, you know. <laughs> One time we had, this won't be as funny without the video, but we were recording my oldest son's T-ball. He was at, he was like, at, I think at like age three and four in our, uh, at our rec, parks and rec stuff here in Blue Springs. They do, it's basically like a four weeks of practice and a fifth week is where you play a game. But when they're like that little, that's all they're doing is just kind of learning. And I was taking videos of him and I was zoomed in because I was so far away. So when you zoom in and somebody walks by you, it's really, they look really big, right? Because of the, like how that works, obviously. And so we had taken this video and I'm sending it to all the family and grandparents and stuff. And my dad responded and was like, well, that was so rude of that lady to pass gas when she walked by. And I was like, what? I didn't know what he was talking about. And he's like, go back and listen to it. And so we ended up like cutting this clip, but it really had like this lady like walked by and her leg, like it's so, it looks so like ugly. And like, even me trying to talk about it, like sounds gross, but I swear she like lifts her leg. It makes this noise, but because it zoomed in, she probably was just walking, but unfortunately got caught in the zoomed in situation. (laughs) And so it was, it was horrific. It was not great, Oh my but also very funny. So I don't have a face to go with that photo. So I don't even know who it was. I probably, I've probably run into her at the store before, but no one knows her. (laughs) Isn't that embarrassing? Don't you always think like, what have other people like seen me do or like, what are the yeah i'm glad that we don't get to know all the things that people say about us right in the background of all of their photos of their kids and videos and things yeah yeah yes. for sure yes, yes. so well thanks for thanks for taking out some time to talk with me i appreciate it oh it so fun thanks for having me you bet all right hang on i'm gonna stop recording but you don't have to Man, that was a fun one. I hope that you guys were encouraged by our conversation. I hope that you guys laughed. And I hope that maybe even in ways that you heard Jessica talk today about her spontaneity and the way that she's wired, I hope that you find yourself um, doing something fun and maybe different today because you were encouraged. Thanks for listening.